Welcome to yet another edition of Within WordPress, the podcast you love listening to because it shows you who is inside this wonderful world of WordPress. Uh, with me today is Daniel. Hi, welcome. Remkus, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. My first question is always, uh, please introduce yourself. Who are you? Where do you work? And what is your connection with WordPress? It's an interesting question, actually. Uh, you understand why. Well, uh, my name is Daniel, and I'm from Lithuania, actually. And I work in Omnisend. And th this is the simple stuff. But how am I related to WordPress? It is more complicated. Well, actually, uh, I'm a happy father of a years old and my wife is actually developing on WordPress. Ah, okay. So That's an interesting connection. Related to Omnisend, actually. Yeah. Um, I myself am not developing on WordPress. I am an ex-developer. Okay. Nowadays, I'm mostly a manager. Means um, we talk obviously at home a lot and, you know, it's interesting to see what the challenges she sometimes has. Yeah. What are the solutions? Yeah. That being said, from work perspective, obviously, Tony said, well, we have a product. We've been mostly developing it in another ecosystem with some new yeah. WordPress. Yeah. But that being said, we are trying to be meaningful here, provide and create value. That's why here today yeah and that's exactly why we're talking so that's an, th this is probably the most interesting uh um what do you do with WordPress and then the answer um like uh it'd be like if my wife was on the podcast and go like, yeah I, I i work with WordPress, but you really want to talk to my husband because <laughs> he, he has the intel and the details um yeah so so omnisend uh not a lot of people know this uh just yet i think um you i think you said that correctly uh, do tell what what is what is what does the company do? Uh, are you all based in Lithuania? No, we are actually based both in Lithuania and United States. Okay. Uh, so basically, I mean, I believe it's quite common thing here in Lithuania. We have uh, basically development. Go to market is majority in United States. Uh, I think that's um, quite regular thing, at least here locally. Yeah. yeah. Many firms do that. Um, that being said, we are different in some cases. We bootstrap, even though um, we are in American market, well, in global market, actually. Uh, but we don't have investors and we don't need to bend to all those. I think that's a good position to be in. Yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, we are new, somewhat new in WordPress, that's for sure. We are not new in the market. Uh, been here for ten years. Uh, Saw that, yeah. In 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 WordPress, yeah, rather new, let's say. So, um, that's the um, the amount of time that you've been here, and 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 but um, what? So what I've seen so far uh, is Omnisend being quite active in uh, in the in the WordPress project itself, um, inside WordCamp Europe, for instance, organization. Um, you purposely have 
I've chosen to be on a path of contributing or giving back, not just uh, here's a solution for WordPress or uh, WooCommerce specifically. Well, we'll dive in a little deeper on, on what uh, um, your solution actually does uh, and specifically what your role is. But I'm, what, what I like about, uh, which was the intriguing thing for me, like, okay, this is, a, this is an interesting conversation. Uh, you're a company that is relatively new to the WordPress world, relatively, uh, and you've seen the value of contributing back, right? So there's um, there's plenty of companies that have WordPress products, but, you know, it's just here it is, and giving back part is like, okay, maybe minimal, um, if at all. You've clearly chosen a different route, and I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. What can you share about that? Well, yeah, it's um, maybe not that straightforward, but um, there are places where it's just business, yeah, and there are places where you don't you don't behave like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not okay. okay? And uh, we see, like you know, if you want to play in, well, let's say Shopify ecosystem. Yeah. There, it's business only. Yeah. So it's very different. Right. Um, in WordPress, we, we, we don't feel it that way. It's really a lot about community. The whole, as as far as we understand, the whole thing is uh, highly decentralized and community driven. So it's it's just not appropriate way to behave, right? And no, uh, you you don't behave in appropriate ways. So this is what we're trying. Well, I think it shows. Um, it, it's like I said, it's one of the things where uh, I always find it interesting to see new companies to the to the WordPress ecosphere that they go like, okay, so uh, let me look around and see how this works, and then indeed, like you said, uh, act accordingly. Um. I think the examples of uh, companies not doing that are far greater than the examples that are doing that. So uh, um, for that, you know, I, I applaud you. So um, let, let's hear a, bit, a little bit about more about OmniSense. So it's uh, located both in the United States and Lithuania. Um, what is your role and what does it actually do? Because um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware of the service as a thing, um, but I like how you solve things uh, specifically. So. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit about that. Okay. So my specific role is basically engineering manager. Okay, so we are, you know, if stepping a bit backwards, um, I'm absolutely not known in WordPress world. It's fair to say, uh, yeah. but in Lithuanian agile world, I'm kind of well known. Okay, uh, and this is how I. Here. I'm kind. This is kind of. This is sounding like I'm kind of famous, you know, but you don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe not famous, but contributing to the community. Sure. Okay. So, uh, we have a community, and this is why I know that mm, contribution to communities appreciated because yeah. I've been fostering agile community here in this world and contributing to that. So, um, and this is how natural I appeared in Omnisend and how it is to some extent connects well to WordPress in my view. Um, Omniscent is doing a lot of things in very product-oriented way. Mm, it's not just you know, agile processes and stuff or Kumbaya Agile where we love people you know, <laughs> hang together and all of that, but 
it's a lot of emphasis actually on uh, product and how to make great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and it's very hard. What is? It's, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, proper product management yeah. is very hard. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's why we had a lot of efforts on uh, building product, but not much effort before uh, on joining uh, WordPress. WordPress has its additional challenges. It's very flexible, right? Maybe, maybe a little bit too much. Maybe a little bit too much. I mean, it's a, it's a strength of WordPress, actually. Yeah. It's very appreciated for that. But it doesn't make it easy to integrate with this ecosystem. It requires just a little bit more effort, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can and, see that. And and six years ago, when we were trying to do that, it, it was a little bit too challenging for us in a sense. Or we still need to work a lot on the product, right? And then you need to solve those technical challenges as well. So we had to pick. Well, you know, when you're bootstrapped, you you don't have a lot of money to waste. You you need to prioritize. I'm I'm very well aware of this. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we focused on on the product in one specific ecosystem, and at that point, it wasn't working. Yeah. So. We have developed marketing automation platform for people who sell online, right? So, so this is how we position ourselves, basically, right? Uh, and our target audience is actually small and medium business, okay? Which I believe very well and goes with WordPress. It does. Big companies they usually have custom built sites. Right, usually big thing. Mm, I'm not sure how how usual it is to base it on WordPress. Uh, more than you would know, actually. So the um, a few podcasts back, um, there's a, there's a, there there have been on a few folks that uh, work a lot with um, so all the way up to full enterprise, like proper enterprise, uh, meaning. Um, it's 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 there's a layer of people you have to get through to even get to the de- uh, decision making unit, um, uh, but also from a high technical standpoint, um, there are st- still more and more um, larger businesses choosing for WordPress. I, th- I think it's mostly having to do with finding an agency that understands scaling, uh, as well as um, you know y- you have an understanding of what it is that you actually want. And usually that is, um, so, so WordPress probably started with small companies, um, sort of bootstrapped in a, in, in a way as well. And then as it grew, you also saw that over the years, and I would say for the last, uh, let me say, what is it? Six, seven years, more and more mature sites have been entering into WordPress and staying with WordPress uh, as well, so. Um, what would you say? Is it more of, um exception or the rule today so i think so good question um i think it depends on on the perspective there are um agencies out there and uh, you know uh, agencies like crowd favorite uh, human made xwp um um 
Impside from Germany, um, they have a very strong focus on um, on on the larger type clients, right? So whether that's small, uh, um, the larger small businesses, all the way up to um, like proper full on enterprise, uh, Fortune five hundred companies, that sort of stuff. Um, so they will say, look. Um, there's a lot of high up and high end market market inside of the market of WordPress, uh, and we're servicing them. And um, it, so for them, um, it's 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 a lot. Having said that, uh, there are also plenty of I think, and the vast majority, maybe this is the Pareto uh, principle again. Like eighty percent of the uh, of the sites are what you just said, but twenty percent is so large that it makes up so much more. Where it relatively looks like there's way more of it, I think I think it's a little bit a case of that. As much as I, I don't think I can find a better answer than that. So my perspective is that WordPress most certainly is very active in the small business, smaller sites. Um, it's easy, right? It's free. You know, yes. your your service caters mostly to WooCommerce, right? Is it is it also f um, to be used without WooCommerce, OmniSend, and just free. WordPress? As of today, not yet. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so, so then, WooCommerce is a subsection of WordPress users, but you can see the same thing happening in WooCommerce, right? So the the first versions of WooCommerce were just stores. Just anybody who wanted a store, they could have one. And as WooCommerce starts maturing, um, clients start maturing. So there's there are very large sites on WooCommerce now. Sites that possibly traditionally would have moved off to either Magento or Shopify. And that is less and less a necessity, I would say. A long answer, but I think that that's uh, pretty much how, at least how I see it. All right. Well, from our perspective, we are aiming at those 80%. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, you know, again, getting back to that bootstrap thingy, you really want to focus. Yeah. And uh, we have competitors. Uh, with many more people working, but they have investors and so on. And yeah, they are looking broader. I'm happy for them. They can do that. Uh, we like to be still self-funded. Uh, that also brings us some competitive edge. Yeah, new for sure. And fast. Uh, but of course, it has limitations as well. We, we, we cannot look everywhere we would like to. And we are focusing on our client and that being small and medium businesses. Yeah, I was going to say, when you say every, you want to focus uh, not everywhere, meaning you're focusing particularly on um, smaller, uh, small business, um, but in e-commerce. E-commerce. And medium. Yeah, okay. So, and then, and, and is then the focus, that is your main focus. And then wherever they are, you are, meaning WooCommerce, Shopify, possibly Magento. Um, we would like to be, again, uh, possibilities that our wishes not always uh, overlap. So yes, definitely we are present on, on Shopify, um, e-commerce as well. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. There are custom integrations. Magenta, to some extent, not that much. Uh, but we would definitely like to be more present on WooCommerce. Okay. I mean, we are there, um, but there is always uh, 
way of doing it. So does that mean the product as you have it uh, with the feature set that is available has a limited representation in uh, WooCommerce at the moment, or are you re referencing the, the market penetration that you have, the visibility? It's more about visibility, so I will look. Okay. okay. Feature set, that's the difference between broad look at the solution and narrow view of the solution. Uh, from our perspective, we believe that we add core features that, which are needed, and as a result, we maintain mm, proper pricing. Yeah. Right? It's it's not too low, it's, but it's not at the highest end as well. Right. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle. Of course, if we would add more features, you know, it's not for free, you need to develop, you need to maintain it, but then our price will have to be higher. Yeah. We don't want that. We, we want to be some in the middle. That's a proper place. Because we believe that is appropriate for SMB, small and medium businesses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we would like to go for corporate, that would be different. Uh, but we're not doing that. That is, yeah, that, that, that's a very different market. Um, sure. So tell us a little bit about those features because um, you do text marketing for e-commerce. Um, I, I can sort of imagine what that means. Um, you do um, uh, whole, um, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, you do push notifications uh, as well, um, customer matching, stuff like that. So tell us a little bit more about the product itself because um, if you are new to uh, the WooCommerce world, um, now is a good time to tell them what you are about. All right. Also for my curiosity, but uh, two birds, one stone. There we go. Sure. I would like to do it from a little bit different perspective, if you if you mean. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we have been in the selling online uh, business for a long while now. So we realize pretty well that there are some challenges uh, the new business have, new typically e-shop uh, business have. And I would like to go not through like features, but through problems that trying to... Oh, even better. Then the features will yeah, yeah. go after that, right? So basically, when you start a new e-shop, uh, you need to consider at least three things when you want to communicate to your uh, clients, shoppers. Yeah. Well, first, you do need to communicate to your shoppers. I mean, uh, if you believe you don't, uh, our numbers show you put yourself into disadvantage, okay? Then it's just a question how easy it is for you to do, how straightforward it is to do. Yeah. And we have learned that there are three things that we highly recommend to focus on. First, obviously, you need to collect... Uh, contacts of your audience right so you need those contacts of shoppers if you want to communicate to them it's yeah. not possible otherwise i mean it, it's straightforward when you think about but actually it's not obvious for newly established businesses okay oh so i have an example just a young mom uh which is selling um soap yeah and I mean, she she really doesn't know what does it mean sell online, what? And that's fair. That's okay. Uh, I guess we're all having to learn it somewhere at some point. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So please, 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 you do need to communicate to your clients. Okay. For that, you need contact. Okay. That's one. Yeah. So of course, Omniscient has forms functionality that allows you to mm, communicate. Hey, would you like to leave your contact here? You might get a discount or added value. It really depends on you how you place, what you place for added value. It might not only be a discount, but information um, really depends on what you're selling. Yeah, but we, we've all seen those pop-ups, yeah. Absolutely. They are sometimes annoying, but you have a lot of control here, a lot of templates as well. So no one wants irrelevant pop up No, no. That is the death of the internet as we know it. Absolutely. So that's one. Collect contacts. Yeah. Second, you want the contacts to appreciate that you have collected that you have an email now or, or maybe even a phone number. Okay. So typically we we see that um, people, shoppers, are more engaged if you send some sort of welcome message to them. Okay? Okay. Typically with that welcome message you want already to provide some value to them. And would that be such a thing as a pop-up or what is a welcome message? Mm -hmm. That would be typically an email. And in email, again, depending on what you're selling, if it's just stuff, you know, uh, any online shop, typically that would be some sort of a discount. Right. One-time discount, maybe maybe a limited-time discount. 10% off on your first purchase, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's it. On the other hand, if you're a specialty shop, uh, you might provide some sort of interesting information. For instance, if I'm a coffee shop, uh, maybe I'm selling stuff for enthusiasts, right? Uh, yeah. So in that case, maybe some interesting PDF may, may be appropriate, right? You get some added value, right? Yeah. So that engages you with your potential uh, shoppers. So that's second thing, welcome. Again. Omniscient invested a lot in data-driven decisions. So th this is not just our opinion. This is what we see from data. Yeah. This is a benefit of having a lot of shops and seeing how they behave differently and what are the results. So your your product is, is I, I'm assuming here, but it sounds like your product is constantly evolving what it advises to do or how it behaves based on the data it receives over time. Absolutely. Yes. That's what is a proper product management, I believe. Yeah. I, I would agree. It, it's not always easy to do. Uh, not every situation lends itself for it. Uh, but if you are sitting on top of a huge bucket of data, there's wonderful things you can do. Um, and I, I, I say that from my own experiences as uh, I'm developing together with my co-founder, uh, Buddy Koi, uh, developing a tool that is going to sit on a huge bucket of data as well. As soon as you realize how much data you have, you're, you're almost obligated to then go, well, uh, so what else can I do with this? This is what I had in mind. Wonderful. But how can I modulate this? Because I, I get Intel now. Um, throw in an algorithm, a little bit of AI, and you can do predictive stuff and, you know, all of those things. I like, I like that, that, that that's part of your core 
this is our product. Um, I usually see that as an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, we can also do this. Yeah, that's a good thing actually, because well, uh, Omnison is not the first business of uh, our owners and they did have failures before, so learn from that. Yeah, good. Good. The, the alternative so, is you never learn. That's horrible. Okay, so that's that's two things. Yeah, that's two things. The third thing, recover lost sales. Yeah. Recover lost sales. There are several ways how to do that. Ultimately, you would want to invest into it because people come and go. I'm sorry to say, but your site is one of many sites. I find really? my site actually quite unique, but okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Are unique? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but you know, nowadays it's so easy to search in the internet. There are all kind of aggregate sites which provide you instantly comparison of prices from here, 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 and there. Right? Yeah. So I'm not even talking about Google or or other search engines, but I mean there are the whole sites dedicated to find bad choices yep so that means that you really need to consider okay so how, if a person visited my site how can i help him or her to get back mm -hmm. so and here basically again you have major free choices so cart people play something into the cart they they look like they're shopping around, right? What? That's choice. Choice. Or maybe they're not putting things to cars, but they're looking at products, mm. right? So, so, so you see that okay, the product, the, the person engaged with this product, and maybe another product which is a single category or something, right? And finally, there's a checkout. Okay, so person places something to the cart and starts a checkout. So those are three major signals for you. Yeah. Guess which signal you should invest in if you can only invest into one. I would guess the last one. Which one? Uh, number three. The, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the getting people back to you, the, the, the lost sales, uh, so to speak. I would assume that there's an intent already to, well, if we're at that stage, there has already been an intent to actually purchase in some way. So that one of the um, things to get over, sort of, uh, is is that you leave your, uh, you start filling in your cart, but you just don't ever check out. Um, and maybe that's because you're distracted or whatever, but um, I, would, I would guess that that's the most interesting one, but do correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so it's actually interesting. Because, yes, uh, checkout is actually... If you can only invest in one thing, invest in getting people back to checkout. Okay, so my, my guess was good. Good. Uh, also, you need to consider, even even though it's tempting uh, to go for the cart or product, but you will be sending a lot of trash mails. Mm. Sure. It's, it's more complicated to send appropriate mail 
or SMS or push notification if you only have information about the card. Well, first of all, if you don't have a contact of a person, any kind of contact, it, it's just irrelevant. Yeah. You cannot communicate to that person, right? But if you do, um, you still need to be cautious about it. It should not be intrusive communication, right? It should be gentle. Yeah. And this is what, again, this is not our opinion. This is what we see from numbers. Okay. And actually, for us in the beginning, it wasn't actually intuitive. Even though, you know, you, you can speculate about the intent, and I like your line of thoughts, but trust me, there are many other lines of thought which sound reasonable. Yeah. But then numbers don't lie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but then the data doesn't back it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So if you can invest into one thing, invest in checkout. Uh, if you want to save your money, uh, if you have a little bit bigger budget, then you should consider cart abandonment yeah. and only then go for product. All right. What does that mean? Only go for product? Product? Okay. So someone engaged with the product. Yeah. You have a site, person is scrolling through the site, but doesn't put anything to the cart. No placements. But it's obvious from the behavior he or she is interested in shoes, maybe hiking shoes. Yep. Right. So then you can follow that up. Right. Yeah. But, you know, again, if prioritizing and you want to be both effective and relevant, first check out. Then cart abandonment. Basically, people placing stuff to cart yep. and then doing nothing about it. And only, only then guesses about, oh, this is probably interesting for that specific person. That being said, there is also additional consideration. Which channel should I contact person through? Yeah. There are basically three proven good channels. Right? So uh, email, SMS, and push. Push notification. So, again, here numbers don't lie. People tend to avoid to send SMS. Yeah. And That's I, fear. I, 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 I can imagine that one because um, that feels the most intrusive. And it is, actually. Yeah. Now, what we do see from actual behavior, people send a lot of reasonable amount of emails. Mm -hmm. And there are people who prefer sending SMS. But the people who win the most are the ones who send decent amount of a boat. Okay. So, you, of course, you do need to invest in being relevant. That's yeah. absolutely a necessity. But then, if you do so, it's more important to send both. So, I, I, I get the name now, OmniSend. It's not just there's yeah. multiple things that we can do, but there's multiple things that we should do. Yes, indeed. Interesting. And again, we maybe would like it to be otherwise, but the numbers don't lie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. So um, what, what you're essentially saying is 
uh, and this is going to sound very negative, so I don't mean a negative, uh, uh, but uh, you're essentially saying the data shows that if you're nagging a little bit more left and right, you'll get a better result. That's true. Interesting. Yeah, um, from think about think about it from person's life perspective. Yeah. I'm not always in front of the computer. I guess yeah yeah yeah. There's times that I sleep. There's times that I sleep. I get it. Yeah. Look, I've been sitting behind a computer since uh, I can tell you exactly why, when, <laughs> like the, almost the date, uh, uh, February first, nineteen ninety-six. That's when I got my broadband connection. Uh, my there has not not been a laptop beside me since that day. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> no kidding, but um, obviously the phone is uh, uh, has has uh, replaced much of uh, of that as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, still, different people have different preferences, um, and it's 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 not about just nagging, but it's about being convenient as well. Sure. I, like I said, I I know it's going to sound negative because I'm using a negative word. I I understand that there's a a positive intent when the when what it is that you're you're messaging about is actually in context. Um, you are curious about it because you have looked at, have looked into it. Um, it makes total sense. And this is actually why we have invested quite a lot in making plenty of possibilities how to set up when actually to send or when not to send an email. Okay, uh, this is basically one of the core functionalities. So um, we try to segment shoppers mm -hmm. based on the behavior. Yep. So, I mean, if the person has been active uh, for the past day or so, well, it makes sense and it's not that intrusive to contact the person. Right. The person was not there for a week. I mean... It's already a different story. Yeah. yeah. It's probably not going to be nice anyhow. Yeah. Right? Interesting. I, I, when you're explaining it like that, it makes total sense. So there... This is why we create possibility to set up different workflows. We tend to use word automations. It might be a little bit too technical, the word. Yeah. Well. But actually it's like, you know, in case this happens, don't send. If in case that happens, do send. Yep. Okay. Send what? SMS, email, bow, with what content? Do I want to apply a discount? Um is it a first letter I'm sending that to that person? So high high configurability uh, yeah, with smart figuring out what it is that actually makes sense. Okay. So here, here's an interesting question. At least in my head, it's an interesting one. Um, since you're gathering so much data um, and you work with um, multiple platforms, um, I'm, I'm guessing Shopify being the largest. As of... Yeah, uh, and, and WooCommerce uh, a good second. So do you see any uh, difference in behavior from platform to platform? Mm. From shopper's perspective, from technical perspective? Uh, any. Uh, I'm, I'm curious for any because I, I know there are technical differences. Um, um, and so f I, I'm pretty sure there are differences there that, uh, that might pop up on your radar. Uh, but I'm also curious about shoppers, like um, people who shop at WooCommerce stores. Do they behave differently differently? 
for whatever reason, uh, I can't think of any, but uh, you're sitting on a big, big bucket of data. I'd imagine this be an interesting one that would um, would pop up if, if if there is a correlation like that. Okay, what can you say about that? So there are not many major differences, actually. I wouldn't think of any major one, but you need to understand that there are some, but they're interconnected with technical capabilities. Sure. It's not everything that you can do in WordPress that you can do in Shopify and vice versa. Of course. Do you have an example? Yeah. For instance, um, in Shopify, your order, the way you can change it, it's, well, it's not linear, but it's well-defined. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, first you place an order, uh, then it's pending for the payment, then it's paid, then it's fulfilled, and so on. Okay. In WooCommerce, it's not that strict, actually. Basically. Here's the flexibility again. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Exactly. Unfortunately, <laughs> that, that never ends well if you start a sentence like that. Yeah, the, the the flexibility is great, but it doesn't create a, a clear understanding of what's going on. Yeah. For instance, uh, we have situations where uh, the order was fulfilled and then goes back to placed state. Wow, what does that mean? No clue. No clue, exactly. <laughs> no clue. So, so those... Additional capabilities, uh, they create for us additional challenges, at least in this specific case. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- th- right. this, this is exactly what I'm curious about. So, Yeah. So, uh, and this is why I would say that uh, we don't see major differences from a shopper's perspective. Uh, the, the differences are more, are more from if it's a big shop or a small shop, right? If it's from a specific industry uh, or it's a general shop so then yep. you can see difference in behavior but platform not that much okay um on if we would go to technical difficulties or challenges uh there are of course more um for instance uh one interesting thing um WordPress is highly decentralized, and that is great. Okay, that uh, it's also a choice uh, we no longer have. <laughs> what do you mean? That interesting. So, so um, by it being decentralized, um, that brings uh, both positive and negative consequences. Um, some of the things I would say, if we sent, we were to have that centralized, uh, it would probably help. Um, mm. So I, I sent out a, a post on X yesterday asking if there's one thing in WordPress you would like to change, um, what would it be? Now, if I ask a question like that, I know I'm going to get a lot, of, a lot of people being very negative about WordPress. But one of the things that uh, I think would benefit WordPress is if we do a, a better systems architecture. So um, bring the code base as modern as possible, have... Uh, um, uh, dependency management, that sort of stuff, right? So because it is distributed, 
it's very tough to get everybody behind in the in the speed that you would like. If it was a centralized version of, you know, some part of it would be centralized. Like I'm I'm, I'm guessing there'd be more push in that direction, if that makes sense. So it's it's more of um, if we can combine both worlds, we cannot. Um, it would solve certain certain problems. If that if that makes uh, any sense. Um, I mean, absolutely. Again, I don't like to look at things from negative perspective. Any I agree. kind of thing stands out. There is a reason for it. I, I, and then in the case of WordPress, the word is called uh, uh, backwards compatibility. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is exactly what I'm referring to, right? So there's, uh, I'm, I'm, like, you have an ultra-modern application, right? It's built from scratch. There's, I'm yeah. sure, in 10 years, uh, I think you're 10 years old or something like that. So in 10 years, you have, maybe have some technical debt here and there. Sure. You think so? Uh, possibly. But yeah, so um, in a in in a company like yours, I would imagine that the, there's a constant uh, attempt at modernizing. Meaning, uh, by modernizing, it just doesn't you, you don't do it for the sake of doing it. You do it for the sake of improvement, right? Performance improvement, uh, maintainability improvement, uh, the global loading footprint, uh, all those sort of things that are just becoming better once you start using newer technologies or newer versions of technologies. When you're a company of uh, which you control the code base, um, if, it, if there is technical debt, uh, still st stuff that you built 10 years ago is still in there, you know, high, th there's a very low chance of it because you can see the obvious gains by being modern. So uh, in, in two or three years, you'll do a minor rewrite and you know, you'll focus on that, that sort of thing. WordPress has none of that. And I, that's a black and white position, but uh, there is some. But WordPress doesn't have it in the way um, where you would want it. So we're we're closing in on the next PHP release, um, and we're still catering for very old versions of PHP. So that that is a too big of a chasm between the two. So that means we're waiting for a very long time to find optimized versions of our software. Um, and that's what, that, that's essentially what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know, here we've been quite radical for the many years actually now. Um, I can provide an example. I think it's not a secret. Yeah. So if it is a secret, uh, it's a good time to share. Yeah, so for instance, um, we've had we've had an integration with one of let's say major social media sites. Yeah, we have written that integration three times, and data showed up showed us that it doesn't work to do. Okay, okay. So after the first time we've written it many years ago, we threw it away. Second time we'd written it from scratch again, we threw it again out. The third time we threw it again out and we don't have it right now. Okay. So what I'm saying here, we do throughout code. If it's not needed, you need to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you're done. Maybe 
big companies have a luxury of having legacy code that you know maybe will be capable to sell that future to someone. Oh, care for that. We fraud. That's good. That's good. Um, legacy code is hard. Um, so a few comments on the on the post I did on X. Uh, we're along the line of um, just we would love to see better systems architecture. Um, and then the obvious answer still is yes, but we, we, we're having this problem. Uh, and it's, it, it, there's two things on the one hand, if we didn't have backwards compatibility, the way we had, we wouldn't have grown the way we have. So what is it? 43% uh, is what is being thrown around now. That's an incredibly high percentage. When I was starting to get invested in the WordPress, which is uh, in the 2005, early 2006, um, it was single digits. So from that perspective, the amount of growth that we've seen, certainly percentage-wise, is insane. Um, to now say, look, we don't like where we are, that doesn't make a lot of sense because there's, there's a reason why we are where we are. And there's a reason that everything that comes with it now is where we are. Um, so I, 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 I get the mentality, I get the idea, especially from a pure development standpoint. Um, there's a lot of stuff in WordPress that doesn't make a sense, make, make a lot of sense. Um, and that's fine because if you want to, you can build your own, uh, auto load, uh, uh, dependency management system inside of WordPress. You can, you just need to spend time doing it and, and rejig a few things that are just, you know, um, not something you do in a week. But if you wanted to, you can build the most modern solution inside of WordPress and it'll work just fine. Will it be as optimized as you can possibly want it to be? No, of course not, because you're still depending on old stuff. Uh, but it can be fast, it can be performant, it can be flexible, it can be all of those things. And that's a conscious decision. So if you're building OmniSend to, uh, to integrate with WooCommerce, WordPress, I'm assuming you're not sticking to the old reasons of why we need to have backwards compatibility version, I don't know, 5.6, I don't even know what it is currently, uh, 7, 7, 1, 7, 2, I, I don't care. If you're not building for 8.2, then in my mind, you're doing something wrong, or you know, at least from 8 uh, and upwards. Like, uh, have a little bit of legacy, sure, but you build for the modern world. You don't build for the old world. I think that that's a mentality. I, I like that. I like hearing from you guys that um, there's a there's a goal to not have old redundant stuff still lying around doing something. Um, again, we uh, uh, Buddy and I are building Scanfully, and it is to fully integrate with WordPress. Yes, and we have a plugin. Yes, um, as modern as we can make it, we are. Uh, but every single code that we're using inside the application itself is. Whatever suits the business, right? Doesn't matter if that's Rust or Golang or or just React or you know I don't. It really doesn't matter. the The, the end goal is what it's about, right? Solving solutions. Um, yeah, sorry, a long rant, but that's essentially um, how how I look at the. Um, we want to have modern code but we also want to complain about a platform that we're using and building off of. Like, pick one, right? It, it's not going to be possible to always um, get your way um, 
you can build it your own. You can use a CMS that is far more modern, sure. Uh, but then you lose lose a lot of market, and then you lose a lot of flexibility. And you you know, there's a whole array of stuff that you don't have. Um, sorry, I'm making the rant even even longer. But uh... so, what are the biggest challenges that you 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 face when 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 building with WordPress? Is it around these types of things? Two things. I mean, oh, two. You you're, you're, that was quick for a long while. <laughs> Conversation. I mean, yeah. Uh, if it would be possible that webhook would work really reliably and fast, that would be amazing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, this is one thing that we we, we see different um, in uh, WordPress as compared to other ecosystems. Like all the ecosystems have webhooks. Yeah. But um, because some ecosystems are uh, centralized, there is a centralized body which makes sure the quality of those um, services is well maintained. So, yep. I mean, if something happens in the site, there is a service, the backend, that will fire a hook. SLAs are going to be well maintained and so on. Mm. Oh, the- if you have custom uh, host of work with WooCommerce, it's obviously more difficult to establish any sort of quality baseline for those web. Sure. And that is actually, in case of e-com, a challenge because we need relevant data, mm-hmm. timely data. Reliable and relevant. Um, it's very sad when you you should really not send communication to the client because uh, he or she already bought the product. If you receive that notification yeah. too Good late, luck. you cannot cancel that message because, you know, yeah. time is ticking. Can you use, oh, I should send reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in fact, it's it's already finished. Yeah. You just don't know about it yet. You're a little too late, buddy. Yep. <laughs> and it's very sad because, I mean, it's... It, it's a it's a technical challenge. It's yeah. not a. There, there are various components within WordPress that are interesting to to approach from a reliability perspective. Um, the same goes goes with cron. Um, mm. Cron works, but you know barely. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the hand gesture that goes with that. Um, there are solutions out there that uh, provide a better cron version for for WordPress. Um, uh, human made have a version. It's called Calvacade, I think. Uh, but that requires uh, something uh, to be installed on server level as well. So that's not as easy to use. Um, not every host is willing to have anything installed. Um, my 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 go to advice is um, disable WordPress cron and rely on uh, server cron. Simple. That's already tenfold better, if not more, in in terms of pure reliability. Because that cron will run every single minute. This is probably something that needs to be done by the owner of the site. On the hosting platform, usually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, difficult. <laughs> I know, I know. We cannot change it, unfortunately. No, I know, I know. I, I hear your pain. <laughs> but it's very, very good that a lot of um, your listeners uh, 
are capable to do that because, well, they are one way or the other, either owners of the sites or creators, at least, yeah. uh, of the sites, so they can account for that. But I mean, for for us, uh, makers of uh, tools and plugins, it would be a big help. I mean, if those webhooks would fire timely and yeah. like that would be awesome. So what's the second thing? The second thing is uh, related to that mm, compatibility thingy and multiple uh, plugins installed at the same time and not always behaving well in respect to each other. Yeah. So uh, that is all understandable. That is part of uh, flexibility. Uh, but as a consequence, uh, there is a behavior of uh, people who are creating the sites. They have a portfolio of um, tools and plugins that they use. Yeah. Uh, and you set up a site, you build it, you ship it, you forget about it. Mm. Now, in many cases, you forget about because, well, the one who bought the site did not buy the support. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, right, it's reasonable for you to forget about But what does that mean for us? That the plugin that was installed is never going to be updated. Mm. I mean, uh, if the creator said the auto update, that's amazing. But uh, people in many cases don't do that. And there are good reasons. You you don't know what's going to happen after the auto update. Yeah. I mean, maybe it will break the site. Mm -hmm. So... Quite possible, yeah. Quite possible, yeah. So, and and that means that um, what we see actually, again, from data, uh, in many cases, when we need to bring out a new version of plugin, uh, we have a challenge with people not updating that newest version. I don't, I don't really see a good way how to solve that, actually. Um, so what we are trying to do, we are trying to make that plugin as lean as possible so that there is less and less functionality in it. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, uh, so there is less and less need for us to make a new version of it. If we want to make a new version, we I understand. make a new yeah. version of prod. Yeah. Which is then connect. Good so one. That's the second biggest challenge for us. Yeah, I understand that one. The um, um, backwards compatibility and compatibility, both, are historically always have been an issue. And you can build the most solid, well-tested version of a plugin that you can possibly think of in the most siloed way, right? So you're only doing everything in your namespace and. Ev- public classes, uh, private classes, everything perfectly done. And then somebody else just sort of just injects whatever they think is most convenient for them uh, and it meddles with your global variables and and, in ways that you couldn't conceive it was possible. But somebody not fully understanding, um, they can. That's still a possibility. Um, it's It's a risk. It's a risk at all. And yet we still love the the project. We still love WordPress. Um, and I mean, again, it's a flexibility. There is a reason for it. Uh, yeah. And we understand that. I mean, good thing about uh, Omnisend that there are a lot of senior people working here. I mean... How many people are working? Depends on what you're asking for. 
its totality, the development. <laughs> so it's a couple of hundred people in total. Oh, wow. Some of the hand-ish in product and development. So people who are developing the product. That's a lot larger than I thought. Nothing on your site says we're a couple of hundred folks big. Or maybe I missed the page. I mean, probably this is not much important. It's much more important if the product is good. I mean, if... well, so I, 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 two ways. There is, there is, there is that, and then the other way is like uh, it's a signal of uh, how well you're succeeding, or in 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 a way, I guess. Sense. Um, oh, it actually says on your about page. I I, I glossed by it. Two hundred plus team members. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I want to thank you for uh, for sharing your your story, your um, uh, your challenges as uh, somebody coming in from the outside of outside world of workers and uh, now fully jumping in. Um, thank you for being candid and sharing that with us. Um, thanks so much. Just for here. You're most welcome.